Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Katie F., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Monday, June 28, 2021, and today we're reading from the big book, and we're in Chapter 5, How It Works, and we're on page 67, the second paragraph, referring to our list again, reading just that one paragraph. And today's readers are, and thank you for your service, for the 12 steps, Sandy C., for the 12 traditions, Sam S., and reading the texts are Rick J., Nancy P., and Marjo. The newcomer greeter is Claire E., and the host of the second hour is Esther C. The reference number for Sunday, June 27, 2021, special edition, is 17,236. That's 17,236. OA Preamble, Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public a private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. <clears throat> OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover. I'm sorry. Through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous, I will now ask Sandy C. to read the 12 steps. Thank you. My name is Sandy C. I'm in Fall River, Massachusetts. The 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. 10. Continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11. Sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for his knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12. Having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for letting me do service. Thank you, Sandy C. Okay, I will now ask Sam S. to read the 12 traditions. Thank you, Katie. Thanks for leading <clears throat> the 12 traditions. 
One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for a group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous, except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contribution. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11. Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, film, television, and other public media of communication. And 12. Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you. Thank you, Sam. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature and stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year, and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing a topic. This meeting does request that your sharing directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. Share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. And today we resume our study of the big book and we're on page 67, the second paragraph referring to our list again. And I will ask Rick Jay to begin reading. Uh, thanks, Katie. My name's Rick Jay. I am a compulsive overeater in Cary, North Carolina, recovered but not cured, as my dear friend says. Referring to our list again, Spitting out of our minds the wrongs others had done, we resolutely looked for our own mistakes. Where had we been selfish, dishonest, self-seeking, and frightened? Though a situation had not been entirely our fault, we tried to disregard the other person involved entirely. Where were we to blame? The inventory, the inventory was ours, not the other man's. When we saw our faults, we listed them. We placed them before us in black and white. We admitted our wrongs honestly and were willing to set these matters straight. Uh, this um, is very near and dear to me. Um, looking at this um, 
fourth column, and that's what they're referring to, is is going back to our inventory, and um, and we're we're now looking at that uh, you know that part where we're looking and seeing and acknowledging our uh, our selfishness, our dishonesty, our self-seeking, and our fear. Um, and one of the things that had kept me uh, disconnected from uh, connecting fully with my higher power uh, was this refusal to acknowledge um, the part that I played, the mistakes I made uh, with my mother. And um, I've, I've shared on this before, but uh, when, when I was very young, around six, you know, she, uh, she had a complete mental breakdown. She was later diagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia and I lived in a world of fear and guilt and resentment and you know for for the way my life had gone and um you know i i never could see my part i was just a victim that's all i could see and when i resolutely looked for my own mistakes in this fourth column you know that's uh resolutely is uh, purposeful determined unwavering you know where was i to blame yeah i was i didn't cause her mental illness and her breakdown but what I did do is when I went through those columns and under selfish, I put only saw what she did to me. I was a victim, dishonest, did not acknowledge her mental illness and powerlessness or her attempts to love me and to be there for me as a mother. Self-seeking, I sought sympathy and special attention when telling this story to others, I'm frightened of letting her in to my life of loving her and trusting her you know and and those were the mistakes i made and and for years i would keep pushing her away and and every time i did that it was not only hurting her it was it was hurting me and it was pushing me further and further away from her and pushing me further and further away from the god of my understanding now like on you know where it says we admitted our wrongs honestly um you know that is Part of the fifth step right there, you know, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being, the exact nature of our wrongs. That's part of it. We do this honestly, and we're willing to set these matters straight. And and there we go. That's uh, that's already step eight kind of coming in there. We're we're seeing those wrongs, and we're willing to make them right. So we're we're already having that willingness, you know, to make amends. So there's a lot in in this uh, paragraph, and there's a lot in that fourth column. And without the fourth column of the inventory, I I am not going to be free. I'm not going to truly have a connection with my higher power. And for me, it's all about connecting to that power that's uh, solving my problem. And there's some inventory work where I I can go back and realize, you know, I I need some more fourth column work on that. That's part of step ten. I continue to do this inventory process, not just on daily spot check. Time, please. But I go back and can look at my my fourth column and other areas, and with that, I pass. Thank you so much for getting us started, Rick J. On page uh, 67, the second paragraph, referring to our list again, commenting on just that one paragraph. And although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your shares to every third day in order that others might share their experience. Um, so who would like to share on that paragraph? Irene B. Adriana B. Adriana Teresa P. P. Teresa P. 
Who else? Surrey Seeds. Jane F. I'm sorry, I can Okay, I heard Jane F, but who was before that? Couldn't Surrey Seeds. Colleen Surrey M. Seeds. Yes. Colleen M. Is it Colleen M? Okay. Well, I think I heard Colleen. Yeah. Colleen okay. M. Okay, Donna S. Take one more. And Donna S. Okay, let's stop there. So we have Irene B, Adriana T, Teresa P, Surrey C, Jane F, Colleen M, and Donna F. Go ahead, please, Irene. Good morning. Thank you so much for your service. I'm Irene B. Gratefully recovered bulimic from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Um, this uh, inventory, this column four, uh, I've shared this before, but I think it's worth repeating. My entire life, I felt like a victim, like I, like for no reason. Uh, I was just a victim. You know, I had no part in it. I was blameless. And um, when I, when my sponsor explained to me what, what that was for, I couldn't understand it. That's how the concept was so far from my mind. But she patiently taught me how to look at what my part was. And then at some point she said, if I'm not the problem, there is no solution. And that gave me so much hope because that meant that if I, I felt helpless in my victimhood, I felt helpless and powerless. But if I could behave better, maybe I could get better results and maybe this thing could be turned around. Oh my gosh, what freedom, what freedom that was. And with that, I pass. Thank you so much. Thank you. Um, okay, thank you, Irene. Okay, Adriana T, you're up, followed by Teresa P. Hi, this is Adriana T, recovered compulsive operator in Michigan. Thank you so much for your service, Katie. Um, yeah, so looking at my own faults, um, initially, when approaching the four steps, I really didn't think I had any faults. Um, you know, I thought, well, I haven't killed anyone. I haven't stolen from someone. I haven't um, committed adultery or something. But when I really started looking deeper with, you know, the help of a sponsor who can really kind of get beneath the surface, I really kind of did all of those things in different ways. Um, a wise person many, many years ago said, pretty much it's not enough to not kill someone or commit adultery, but if you have hatred or lust in your heart, then you've pretty much done those things. And so in the spiritual life, things are a little different. <laughs> there's more required of us. And um, I'm learning that every day, like God's asking more from me. And um, so, yeah, so in um, like, especially with my sex inventory, I, you know, was happily married, um, you know, 
wasn't really focused on looking at anybody else or something like that. But when I really started to look at it and my relationship to my husband and sex in my life, um, and not just in my past, because I was like, oh, well, I cleared up all of that. But what really came to me was, oh, you know, I kind of avoid intimacy with my husband and I'd rather just self-pleasure myself. That sounds much better um, because then I don't have to really do any work and, you know, I don't have to try to connect with someone else. And so, I mean, isn't that adultery? Isn't that, you know, the same thing? Um, so, yeah, that was a big thing for me and letting that go because, you know, it's easy to seek ease and comfort and not only food, but other things. And so, um, and that's something I had done since I was a little girl. Um, so yeah, I, I learned a lot about myself through this inventory and learned other things I needed to let go of in order to have better relationships. Um, and also like with the addicts in my life, the other addicts, like haven't I judged them my whole life for, you know, having addiction to alcohol or gambling. And here I was, you know, eating myself to death, <laughs> um, so yeah, it just um, it just takes on a whole different look when you go to a deeper level. And really, um, for me, getting honest about my part, and it was just hard to see that when I was in the in the food fog and in really in my resentment and fear and anger fog. You know, I really couldn't see my part, and so I think it really takes willingness. I found to at, go to any length to look for those parts where. Um, I'm to blame and time setting. Thanks. I'll wrap up setting aside what the other person had done to me. Um, and with that, I'll pass. Thanks. Have a great day, everyone. Thank you, Adriana P. And Teresa P., you're up, followed by Surrey C. Hi, uh, I'm Teresa P., a recovered compulsive overeater in California. And uh, another great paragraph, or not lines, it doesn't matter, but what I here is it's all about admitting you know I never um, admitted my part my mistakes that's a wonderful gift to the program especially working the steps um, with the big book way and looking at my part um, and writing it down I mean I have to see it in black and white because it's so hard for me to see and you know, in the system, uh, I do a lovely victim rule. Uh, well, it's not lovely. I do an ugly victim rule. It's, it's not nice for me, and it's not nice for anybody else. And and I didn't realize that. It was just like, oh, what's wrong? You know, they're hurting me, they, you know, he, they, whatever. It's hurting me one more time. And not, you know, I'm not just not getting it. And, and that's what... Uh, you know, working the steps has revealed to me is the power of admitting my part because I'm the only person that, you know, I can change. And believe me, I've worked at it. I've been married for 50 years. Let me tell you, it hasn't worked for 50 years. And I have a 50-year-old daughter and uh, I've got you know, older kids, you know. It's just like, and <laughs> it travels down the generations. And what I get to do is speak up for me, which is, you know, looking at my part and knowing what it is that what I need to do to take care of myself. And it's simple, basic things. 
And one of the big things is stop. Well, how about start living in reality for one thing? Uh, then face the truth. And then speak my truth. But look inside. You know, what is the truth inside me? You know, and it's it's that core of me, the the inner part. Ah, let's call it the God part, the part where if I cross, I cringe. You know, I do something and it doesn't feel good inside of me. Now I'm crossing my core. Now I've crossed that core all my life, not realizing it. Sometimes realizing it but not realizing that I had a choice not to cross that. I had a choice to speak up. That didn't mean that I had control of the situation, um, but I did have control of what I did about it. And, um, and you know, and I had a choice not to go into situations where I know my core will be crossed. And um, one of the things that, that I get to do is, is just, you know, keep on working on this, staying in truth and staying in reality. And I can't do that unless I work the the steps and stay in connection. Time, please, Teresa. Thank you, and I'll wrap up because, you know, God will let me know whatever it is I need to know. And when my core is being crossed, my inner being, my God part, I need to tell the truth and take appropriate measures. Thank you for letting me share, and I pass. Thank you, Teresa. Suri C., you're up, followed by Jane F., I think, or Jane F., I'm not sure. Um, Hi, this is Suri C., compulsive overeater, Um, not recovered, whatever that means. Um, And (laughs) and you know what? I've been told what it means, and I'm going to pretend that I don't. I like to pretend I like to pretend that the reality is what I perceive it to be versus what it actually is. What it actually is is I'm not recovered. I don't have a sponsor. I don't have a sponsor and I'm not working the steps in any normal way. But I'm still here and I'm still on this line and I felt the need to share because I'm starting a new job today, and I have a hundred and about 150 souls and staff, and and I am terrified, and and it's that fear for me that keeps me from doing things. But it's not the fear; it's the resentment of the fear. God, my higher power, made me this way, terrified. I sat in fear for for some time yesterday, but what I love about this line is I'm, I, I, the gratitude because I shouldn't resent the fear. I was gifted this fear. I shouldn't resent the fact that I'm struggling so many years in this program because I've heard people on this line say, I, I thought I was recovered. But I'm not, I realize that for me, it's a power play that every minute I spend in resentment versus in gratitude saying, thank you for my higher power for giving me this fear. Thank you for giving me, for gifting me with this line. Thank you for gifting me with listening to people who are so, so strong, so honest, so raw. 
and a safe place to say that where it's not a power play, where it's where it's even equal trusting. I, I have no words. I'm so grateful. And and that's all I got. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, Suri. And Jane F., you're up, followed by Colleen M. Good morning. My name is Jane S., and it is S is in Sparks. And uh, I'm very grateful to be here this morning and to hear myself say today that I am recovered, which for me means that I'm neutral around food. And I, in uh, 60 years of my life, have never been able to say that. And uh, being a chef, <laughs> it's really special to say that. It really is. So that's my truth today. And uh, for me, uh, this paragraph, um, thank you, by the way, for everyone who makes this meeting possible in every way, uh, including everyone who shares. That's how I got my medicine today. Uh, this time around for me, and I've been trying to get this program for over a dozen years, and um, I have a sponsor today who I feel very uh, 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 moved that God has channeled through her uh, in the way that it that I've been taken through the steps this time, and being cleared up from the food really honestly this time, I've been able to look at my part in life, and uh, uh, God has revealed to me things that I just wasn't able to see before. I guess I wasn't recovered enough from our parent program. You know, I took alcohol out of my life a long time ago, but I still used food. And I didn't realize how much I used food until now I, I don't use food, which is a beautiful thing. Um, so I was able to set aside everything I thought I knew about the program, about myself, about the steps, about this program, about the book, to look at my part this time and look at my selfishness and my self-seeking and my dishonesty and how that manifests in my life and to be able to speak my truth today and my truth is that I'm I'm a selfish young lady, or well, not so young anymore. But <laughs> and I've been dishonest and delusional in my thinking in a lot of ways. And uh, I've continuously uh, judged others. I've judged my life. I've judged myself on the outside. And it's not about that stuff on the outside. It's about me on the inside. The most important relationship I have today is with my God and with my higher power, with my Creator. That's where my guidance comes from. That's where my wisdom comes from. And that's how I can look. And, and constantly, my higher power is revealing to me, one day at a time, how I can navigate through life and be a much kinder, loving, more tolerant woman today. And I'm growing into this authentic woman that he wants me to be that I have never been in my life. Um, it's been there but it's coming out now and I can begin to see it, which is a beautiful thing. And, you know, I look at this, it says, uh, admitted our wrongs honestly. And I kept hearing the word victim today. And, and yes, I, I can feel that I was a victim, but I used to, I used to just say, well, I'm a survivor and I can survive and I can get through this. Well, I don't have to get through it alone today. That's the beauty. Um, I have all of you, I have this fellowship, and I have my higher power, and I hear my higher power through all of you each and every day. I think I'll keep coming back, and I appreciate everyone's share today. Thank you. Have a great day, and I pass. Thank you, Jane. And Colleen M., you're up, followed by Donna S. Good 
Good morning. This is Colleen M. from Maryland. Can I be heard? Yes. Uh, okay, great. Thank you. Um, I don't know that I have anything uh, more to add. Um, ditto to everyone who shared, but um, I just wanted to say it out loud. This has been the hardest part of this step for me um, over the, you know, 20 years that I've been working on recovery. It's been very difficult for me to see my part in certain relationships and aspects of my life because I truly, uh, you know, believe what the big book said as far as, um, you know, they've hurt me more than I've hurt them and, and getting through all that. I love what someone said about, you know, until I'm the problem, I don't, I won't find a solution. The more recovered I get, <clears throat> the more I see that that is um, the answer. And certainly um, stepping into, um, you know, confessing this to another, but then starting to look at step six and seven where I can identify my character defects and ask God to remove them um, and work to, uh, it's, it's really for me about my character defects. You know, my need to be, uh, my low self-esteem, my need to be, like, my codependency, blah, 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 you know. And um, until I can admit those things to myself and be totally honest uh, with help of my higher power and, you know, becoming completely abstinent with all of my addictions, which are, you know, pretty much anything I can think of I could be addicted to because <laughs> I do not like to be in self. But, um, um, you know, I see more and more where I am, um, you know, it's self-centered fear. And... Um, I'm just uh, so grateful to have everyone on this line who's helping me, you know, grow and mature and uh, going to keep coming back. Thanks for letting me share. Thank you so much, um, Colleen. Donna S., you're up, and then we'll open it up for more shares, and we're on page um, 67, the second para paragraph referring to our list again. Good morning. Hi, I'm Donna, compulsive overeater in recovery. Thank you for your service this morning. I've heard so much great shares already, and um, I'm just going to ditto everybody. But when it comes to this paragraph, I have the whole paragraph highlighted in my big book, so it must mean something. But um, I'm working on my list again, and I've worked it uh, many times in the pa over the years. And as it... Um, as it as it in you know and as it goes as I keep doing it each time I come up with different things and um about myself that um that I that I see especially being honest um was I honest probably not selfish very selfish and then um dishonest um and self-seeking and probably that all comes because I would I have been very frightened. And I, um, in when I first started uh, the twelve sets, I never ever ever saw my fault. When um until I started writing it down and really looking at a situation and seeing where I was to blame. You know, if I uh, if I really look at any situation, I'm always part of it. There's always something about me to blame. When I start looking at the other person's behaviors, then I know I'm in trouble because it's it really is about how I act, how I react, and um, how I don't react. 
Um, so the inventory is about me, and it's not, it isn't about anybody else. It isn't. There's no reason why I have to take somebody else's inventory because I got a lot of inventory of my own to take. And the more I do this step, the more I uncover. I've always heard about the onion peeling, and um, now I'm working on uh, different things that I've uh, found from on myself. And um, if it wasn't with the help of my higher power and all the people that I hear share, just like this morning, I learned so much. And um, and it, it seems easy when I listen to you, see, to everybody in the meeting. But if I tried to do this by myself, I wouldn't get it. I wouldn't get it. So um, I appreciate all of you and thank you for letting me share. Thank you, Donna S. So who else would like to share on the second paragraph on page, page 67? Uh, we value your experience. We have to use wait and share every third day. Okay, I heard Leah oh, S. Toby W. from Boston. Linda D. Susan C. Shanna C. Melinda Renee H. Kim Jan- Toby, w. from Boston. Crystal, please. Yes, I got you, Toby. Okay, um, Kim. Okay, let's stop right there. Let me recap who I heard. Um, I don't know if you heard okay. me, but they said it. I did not hear you, Raquel. Okay, well, I've got you down now. Okay, I heard Leia. Okay, you. just one moment, please. One moment. Le- Leia asked Toby, Toby W., Linda D., Susan... I'm not sure which Susan, Janice, and then there was someone, Lynn, it was like a two-part name, I'm not sure, um, Kim G, Crystal P, and Raquel E. Who was Lynn, a two-part name? Or maybe I'm imagining that. It was Susan C. Susan C. Okay, thank you. And then I wrote down Lynn, but I don't know what that was for. So... Can you clear me up on that? Okay. Sorry, it's it's Lynn Renee H. I don't know if you heard me. Okay. No, I didn't. I, I mean, I did, but I didn't write it down. Okay, Lynn Renee H. I knew it was a, a Mary Sue type of name. Okay, so we have Leah S. and Toby W. Um, follow, okay. Lynn S, I mean, Leah S, Toby W, Linda D, Susan C, Jana C, Lynn Renee H, Kim G, Crystal P, and Raquel E. And hopefully we'll get to all of you. Um, Leah S, please go ahead. Good morning, Katie. Um, Am I being heard? Yes. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I am sorry for stepping in on your toes. You were talking and I... Okay, Leah S. in uh, upstate New York uh, presently. This is a very powerful paragraph because it says in this paragraph, the inventory is mine. The inventory is mine. And it was so difficult because I was so fed up and so angry. But let's take it apart. Selfish. It's all about what I wanted the outcome to be. It's about my wants. 
dishonest. In other words, I wasn't really facing the fact, the fact of what is the truth. And then self-seeking, oh, wasn't it all about me, me, you hurt me, you did this to me. But wait a second, this is about the inventory is mine. The inventory is how can I be, uh, how can I relate to this situation and how can I react to this situation and how can I be in this situation you know frightened I got to strengthen that muscle of step two and three but you know on page 552 referring to the big book they talk a lot about praying for praying praying and 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 honestly giving your entire gut to this because remember I'm coming from such compulsive overeating and such depre- depressive moods I couldn't even identify my feelings I I was eating nonstop it was it was so horrible so I'm willing to go to any lengths to get rid of this and these are you know they're talking about promises they're not even telling you half of the promises that are coming true for me today. It is unbelievable. So go ahead at it. You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to be exact, but just go and do it because it is going to lead you, continue to lead you to freedom of that bondage of food. And with that, I pass. Hello? Katie, we lost you. Well, next up, we have Toby W. Thank you. Okay, I I got muted somehow. Okay, um, Toby W. followed by Linda D., please. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. This is Toby W., gratefully recovered in the Boston area. Um, I wanted to share because uh, I heard things that I identified with, and one was I was the victim, and I spent my whole life pointing fingers and never looked at what my part would be. How could, no, that couldn't have happened. I, I had nothing to do with that. I had absolutely nothing to do with any of the things that I pointed my fingers at and was willing to tell anyone and everyone what was done to me but never once thought about what was my part? What was my part? I couldn't understand it until I had a sponsor once who really helped me see that I was talking about sick people, whether they were mentally or emotionally or or alcoholically or whatever it was, I was talking about sick people and expecting them to behave in a different way. But I never looked at my way and how should I behave and what should I do. And it was such a relief when I was able to actually look at what was my part. It may have been very small in the situation, but there was something there that was my part. 
And it enabled me, of course, later on to make amends um, because of, of what I learned here in this part. And it was such a relief that um, I'm, I'm getting all emotional now thinking about it, of what I was all those years and what I am today as a result of working these steps and um, staying close to my higher power. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Toby. Okay, Linda D., you're up, followed by Susan C. Good morning, everybody. It's Linda D. in Connecticut. I'm so grateful to be with you guys and gals. I, I need you so much. And I love the shares today, the honesty, the, the real gut stuff, because that's what I need to hear. That's what I've lived. I think, okay, don't think, Linda. I feel <laughs> the first time that I did this step, when I came into the program a long time ago, I, um, I was terrified, and I didn't know that was a gift that I had a disease and that I was shattered, that I could feel, and that I needed help so badly. And you people took me in. And I jumped in. Where else was I going to go? I was out of ideas. I didn't know that's what you call it, but that's what you call it. And I was killing myself with food. And uh, so... I got a sponsor. That's very hard to do if I'm not scared enough. But when I'm scared enough, I'll get a sponsor. And I did. And um, so I did this work. And when I got to this step, I went, I can't do this. And my sponsor said, you, you have to do this or you're going to die. And I, she, she said it with more force than that. And uh, I said, well, I can do it in two or three months. And she said, no, you have uh, two weeks and uh, I'll help you. We did it. I sat there and something snapped inside of me. It was the truth. It snapped to attention and I let go on paper, all of the crap, all of the terror, all of the crazy thoughts I mean, I did the columns and all that, and then I really let loose. It saved my life. I thought she'd run out of the room. She sat there with a pen and paper, and she looked for patterns, and that saved my life. That lady saved my life because ultimately it connected with a higher power. So that's what I do every day. I remember on a good day. <laughs> Pretty soon, I remember I'm human. I'm bringing an adult to the program, to the meeting, but I'm also bringing that little kid, that little kid that lived in terror. Some of it was really justified, but I can't live from that belief now that I'm a victim. This is the way not to be a victim. This is the way to a higher power of your understanding, my understanding. It always ends up being love. I won't believe that at the moment, but it ends up there if I walk through the fear. I can only do that with a higher power's guidance and with you. Time. I pass. Thank you. 
Thank you, Linda. Okay, Susan C., you're up, followed by Jana C. Hi, good morning. This is Susan C. from Pennsylvania. And um, as I was reading this and hearing people share, first I felt like really tight. It's like, no, you know, how do you forgive people and all that kind of stuff. And then all of a sudden I just felt like my wall broke down, you know, because I was thinking, how many times have I um, been in this situation and I've condemned, criticized, and judged other people? And um, <clears throat> it also can go the other way where I feel less than, you know. So, um, you know, just having uh, compassion for other people, that's what the reading to me take, I take out of it having compassion for other people for what they went through, where they were at the time. And, um, you know, it's also, which was interesting too, is being able not to be aggressive, not to be passive, but to be assertive. You know, I don't have to be, you know, standing for bad behavior either. So, it's kind of helping me get in the center of things. And yesterday I went to a lovely family um, gathering. And, you know, I'm thinking about myself, myself as I go there. And then I'm like, okay, let me think about what I can bring there. How can I be a service, you know? And um, that was an old sponsor who taught me that. And so that helped, you know, and, um, you know, just grateful. And every time I read, I feel like it opens up more and more for me. And um, just feeling more peaceful with inside myself. So I'm grateful and I hope to um, continue and and, uh, work the program. Thank you. Thank you, Susan C. And Janice, and you are followed by Lynn Renee H. Good morning. This is Janice C. And it sounds like Janice sometimes. I'm sorry. Thank you. <laughs> no, that's okay. Uh, again, uh, this is Janice C. from Tennessee, a grateful recovered compulsive eater through God's grace. And this program and strong sponsorship, it's a miracle for my life. Um, this paragraph is absolutely so important to me. I remember going through, gone through the steps several, several times, but um, one thing that that really stands out to me this morning when reading this is is really a couple of paragraphs prior to that is they like ourselves are sick too. That paragraph, each paragraph leads up into the next one. And going back and looking at you know, and putting out of my mind the wrongs others had done, we resolutely look at our own mistakes. Where had we been selfish, dishonest, self-seeking, and frightened? And getting all this down on paper, um, and it tells us, you know, there are some, sometimes, you know, people do hurt us more than we hurt them. Um, and not every situation is entirely my fault. See, that's another aspect of self with me, that I will t- try to take the blame for absolutely everything. And that's, the opposite extreme, which is still all in self. I'm, I'm wanting to take the blame for, for everything. 
not that I'm focusing on their part, but I'm looking resolutely looking at my own mistakes, and that's one of my mistakes is is taking the blame for everything um too but anyway, uh looking at one of the things that really helped me to see my own part is everything that I was uh blaming them for, I could take that list and I could say, "Okay, where have you been doing this, 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 and this? Put the shoe on the other foot, and it's like, oh my gosh, um wow." They like me are sick too. I want to be. I want to be forgiven. I didn't know any better. I was doing the best I could, given my fit, my spiritual condition at the time. I didn't have any power. Was I underneath all of that a very scared person that didn't know how to react any differently? Did I want to be better? If I had the power to do differently at the time, would I have? Yeah, I didn't have any power. I didn't have a way to live then, and neither do they. And I had a situation uh, just last night with some family members where it became so evident. And, you know, this isn't just about me doing some work on some pages. This isn't me making myself better. This is about when I surrender and I take the action of these steps, I'm, I'm actively putting my faith in God and a power greater than myself. And he does this stuff through me. Um, it enables me to see, and that and that horrible resentment starts to get lifted because I really do see that I'm no different than that person I'm hating. Um, and so, yeah, like last night, I, I was able to see that the, the, some of my family members were displaying so many of the behaviors that I used to, and it's like, my God, I'm so blessed. And it wasn't this I'm better than this person anymore. It's Thank you, God. How can I shine, please, Shannon? Help me be help. Help me be helpful. Um, thank you so much. And um, that entire second change is exactly what I need to recover from this. So, thanks for these steps, and thanks to you guys. Thank you, Shanna. Okay, Lynn Renee H, you're up, followed by Kim G. And I think that's all we'll have time for today. Sorry, um, Crystal P and Raquel. Hi. Good morning. I can be heard. I guess. Yes. Okay, great. Thank you. Hi, I'm Lynn Rene H. from Montreal, and I'm a grateful member of OA uh, in process to be recovering. <laughs> and this morning, oh my God, thank you so much for your service and for everybody that shared because I really, I'm in my fourth step. I've, I've done a lot, but uh, a fourth step, but this time it's really different. And um, yeah. This paragraph and this fourth step, oh my goodness. Um, I love the fact that I'm a survivor. And the survivor just went into a doer. And um, I like this. I like seeing my part in what I have to, what I've done and what's happening in my life. Because if I'm, I've always said, oh, okay, maybe maybe this is what I need to change. This is what I need to change. Okay, you're not enough in this. You're not enough in that. And and if you're not lovable, go go become lovable. And I've been doing this since I've been like 17, 18. And I just getting, I'm just getting it that saying my part before somebody says it, it's giving my golden, I'm, I'm giving myself my golden ticket to judge the other people around me. And to be able to stay on that throne of the perfect good girl, 
because I'm perfect, because I'm going to get help. And it really, it really resonates this morning. I don't know if this is making sense to anybody, but I became so young, a human doer instead of a human being that I don't even know how to be a human being. I know how to do, do things. And, um, and I do things like Jane of Arc. I don't have fear. I, all my life, I didn't live in fear. I live in freaking uh, anger all the time, but fear, no, 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 no. That's for weak people. And five years ago, I went to this retreat and the person said, okay, we have 20 minutes to write down two sides of a sheet, all our fear. And I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? Like 20 minutes? I have like two fears, fear of a certain kind of flying bug that we have here and uh, somebody being in my house when it's dark and I come back in my home. That doesn't take 20 minutes. And when I started to write, oh my freaking Lord, it was all everywhere. I was writing on every side of that little sheet. And um, the best I can is never enough. So why the hell would you have the right to not be perfect and work on your imperfection. That was my model. Like, how dare you sit on what you are? It's so not perfect. And all of that is like I'm hearing myself at the same time. And I don't know how not to judge. I don't know how. I'm learning in this program how to... A new language. Time, languages. Thank you. I'm learning, I'm French, I'm English, and I'm learning a new language of emotions and how to deal with people and how to love you as you are. Thank you so much for your service and for being there. Thanks. Thank you, Lynn, Renee, and um, Kim, you have two minutes, if you don't mind. No problem. Thanks, everyone. My name is Kim G. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. You know, selfish, dishonest self-seeking and frightened. I mean, this is where the change happens. And I, I know at this point that if I don't change, I'm going to eat again. And it's this, the essentialness of this um, column really comes into play in 10 and 11. Because what am I asked to do in 10 and 11? I'm asked to watch for selfishness, dishonesty, resentment, and fear. In the inventory at night, I'm asked, where am I selfish? Where am I dishonest? Where am I resentful? And where am I fearful? In the morning, I'm asked to, to be divorced from selfishness, self-pity, self-decision. So this is the column that's going to allow us to change. You know, those first three columns, if, uh, if those first three columns would have changed me, I would have been changed in grammar school. If you look at any of my diaries, my diaries were, Lori hurt me, this is what she did, and this is how I felt. That's the first three columns. Where I'm going to change is in this fourth column. And I, I just wanted to say I got a new perspective. I've heard a lot of people talk about my part. The big book doesn't say that. My, the big book says you want to look at this from an entirely different angle. Part usually has to do with blame. Entirely different angle. And the way I heard it described beautifully is think of it as a court case. In the first three columns, I'm the prosecuting attorney. I'm saying who's guilty what they did, and how it affected society. Now I'm being asked to be the defense attorney, looking at it from an entirely different angle. And that helped me to switch that idea of blame and victimhood and all that stuff. I need to look at it from an entirely different angle. I identify that fourth column. 
spoiler alert, that is your six and seven defects. And I ask God to remove them. I get unblocked and I have a relationship with power. So I no longer want to eat. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Kim. Okay, Crystal P and Raquel E, I hope you can stick around for the second hour. Um, and thank you to everyone who shared. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following the closing. And the share ID for today, June 28, 2021, 7 a.m. meeting is 17,240. That's 17240. And we will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Nancy P. please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Hi, good morning. Nancy P. Um, recovered in Western Massachusetts. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.